Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Hey, this is Sid Phelps of Bonnie Plants. You're listening to the New Warehouse Podcast. Today's safety tip is always keep a clean workspace for your associates. It not only keeps everything nice and tidy whenever you're walking through, but as you rotate shifts, everybody has a clean area that nobody has to worry about trip hazards or anything like that. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. How do you create warehouse superheroes? The answer is simple. With visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus. With record demand and labor shortages, warehouses need more effective workers and lightning fast onboarding. Visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus enable warehouse workers to achieve superhero performance with up to 20% improved productivity and up to 99% accuracy. Hands-free barcode scanners from ProGlove paired with wearable mobile computers is just the beginning. Improved mobile interfaces with reduced keystrokes, easy-to-read screens, custom keyboards, voice-enabled interface, and more can be realized with ease on the leading WMS platforms. Sound too good to be true? Let us show you with our one-of-a-kind virtual demo. Visit ProCensus.com to get started today. Again, that's ProCensus.com to get started. Starting March 28th, Modex 2022 lets you see what's coming and take advantage of it to power your supply chain with more possibilities for years to come. With 850 exhibitors and education sessions, Modex 2022 is where you'll find the more of everything. From illuminating education to next generation technology and equipment in action to the latest equipment and system solutions for your supply chain needs. Visit modexshow.com and join us March 28th to 31st, 2022. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin.
Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I will be joined by Sid Phelps. He is the Director of E-Commerce Operations and Fulfillment for Bonnie Plants. And Bonnie Plants, you may be familiar with, they offer pre-planted plants at places like Lowe's. I've seen them, Home Depot, and I have certainly purchased them myself and put them in my yard and tried to do a good job in uh, raising them up and get some veggies out of them. And I've been successful on some occasions and some occasions, maybe not so much. So Sid is going to talk to us a little bit about Bonnie Plants and kind of his experience working with live plants and how it's a little different from uh, working in a warehouse environment where you have kind of dry goods and regular packages. Obviously, plants are a little bit different than that. And he's also going to talk to us about how they kind of developed an e-commerce business around plants and and some of the interesting challenges that maybe they faced there. And of course, uh, he's going to give us some career advice as well. Um, As we'll hear, he's worked his way up to uh, where he is now, which is a pretty nice thing to see. So, Sid, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Kevin. Thanks for having me today. Definitely happy to have you on. You know, we have a lot of like solution providers for the industry and stuff on the show. So it's always good to get somebody on that's actually working on the the floor out there and, and, and using some of the solutions. I myself, you know, plant manager during the day as well. So we can talk uh, shop a little bit here. But before we get into that, why don't you give us a little brief overview of Bonnie Plants and kind of what, what your role is there? Yeah, so Bonnie Plants is the nation's largest provider of vegetables and herbs across the country. As you mentioned, we, we service a lot of the big three retailers mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So you can see our product in most garden centers across the country. Right. Uh, we've got over 85 sites across the country. So we do a lot of logistics and distribution with our, mm-hmm. our trucking system and our sales representatives that are all across the country to make sure we can deliver Fresh plants directly to consumers well, when they're shopping in the garden centers as we get into spring. And then my end of the business is is obviously our e-com portion. So we use uh, a subset of those 80 uh, plus odd stations mm-hmm. and we, we have five distribution facilities across the country that allows us to uh, really engage and, and use a strategic you know, platform for fulfillment to get plants safely to customers as fast as possible. Okay, very interesting. And and so now the, talk a little bit more about the distribution model there because you said you have, you have five distribution centers, but then you have 85 sites across the country. So the other 80 are kind of like smaller substations, it sounds like you mentioned in there. Yeah, so with, with live goods, it's really interesting. It's not mm-hmm. like most warehousing where, where you've got a ton of different spaces or bin codes or lots. We right. actually are growing our product in the greenhouse. Okay. Um, so out of those 80 plus sites, their their greenhouses associated with it to it. So we actually produce the product on site, grow mm-hmm. it out for a set period of time, and then we, we bring that into retail. So we've got a fleet of over 800 trucks and sales representatives that actually call on those stores. So whether it be, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Tractor Supply, uh, or various independent mom and pop style garden centers mm-hmm. or hardware stores that have our products. So that's that's kind of our core business model okay. is servicing those stores, delivering fresh, you know, we're talking tomatoes, peppers, various herbs to the retailer, as well as annuals and succulents. Mm-hmm. But our core is kind of veg and herb. 
and that gets it out to the regular retail offices. So if you're, you know, or you're going into the garden center nine times out of 10, you're going to see our product and engage with it and go home on the weekend and, and or during the week and, and plant by that garden for spring or fall, whatever you may be doing. So that's, that's kind of the business model from a high level. And then the e-com piece, basically, we take that same model, but we get strategic with our locations okay. uh, so that we can hit the you know different subsets when it comes to shipping yeah. uh, and via parcel. And we are creating a little fulfillment uh, center model there. So mm. kind of a, a 3PL piece or third-party shipping, but internally of our own business accord to make things, you know, kind of, kind of escalate and get, get going good. Mm. Very interesting. And, and obviously you mentioned in there, you know, there's a little uh, differentiation between, you know, live plants and dealing with maybe something like, I don't know, Q-tips or something like that, right? A little, little more challenges I can imagine. You know, you mentioned in there that you're, you're growing the plants on site there in the greenhouses as well. So, so one thing I'm curious about there is, you know, cause you're, you're sort of creating a, a skew, I guess, in a sense, right? You're you're growing the skew, I guess, in the, in this mm-hmm. situation. So, so you're, and if we look at it from like a, a supply chain manufacturing standpoint, I mean, your raw material, I guess, is the the seed, right? So, you know how how do you guys kind of calculate or figure out that you know? Because obviously, not every seed is going to sprout, right? So, you know, I have. 10 seeds and I'm expecting to create this many of, I don't know, habanero peppers from this, these raw material, right? How, how does that work? Yep. So it's a lot of forecasting, uh, yeah. a lot of data analytics. So, yeah. and, and, and a lot of historical knowledge. So Bonnie's over 104 years old. Mm. Uh, we've been doing this for, for quite a while. So we, we kind of have a, a good system in place and our associates uh, across the country have, have got a wealth of knowledge knowing mm. their regions and time periods. So, a lot of that, you know, really builds into our operational structure. So you're 100% right. We, we have a, you know, kind of a bill of materials, just like any other plant that's whatever they may be manufacturing and producing. Our production line, instead of it being, you know, going with a, with a hard good or creating an item or, you know, fulfilling a, a soda or, or anything like that on a beverage front, mm-hmm. we are, you're 100% right, we're taking a seed and putting it into soil. And then from that point, there is a growth uh, period. And when it gets to a certain size, then we change it into a retail ready. So you're starting from seed, Mm. you're getting to a plug stage, then you're taking it to your retail packaging. And then from there, there's another time period where you have to, you know, finish grow is what we refer to it as. So whatever Mm. it takes to get it ready for retail, and then you're distributing it out to retail. So you forecasted all of this months and months ahead of time to be able to execute for this, you know, this, let's just say this coming weekend. Mm. And then you have, this is the fun. This is what I say is fun about being in the live goods industry. You could have a winter storm. You're playing with weather and all these different variables. So it's, it's really a gamble. Um, it's, it's controlled farming. You know, farmers have, have got to deal with this on large scale when it comes to crops and, mm-hmm. and those kind of things. We're dealing with the same thing because if it's, if it's snowing where you're at, yeah. Uh, you're not planting a garden that weekend. So timing is everything when it comes to the business. Uh, and then we're also dealing with a perishable product. So it's shelf life is only so good before it goes into the ground. Right. Um, so we have to continually rotate crops and products, you know, and managing that from a large scale pr- perspective. Mm. 
Very interesting. And, uh, you know, a lot of challenges, obviously, there, which you're pointing out. And, and uh, I'm curious now, the, I mean, the setup of the, you mentioned greenhouses in there, but like your distribution center and stuff like that. I mean, is it, is it like a typical greenhouse or is it like a indoor kind of hydroponic kind of thing? What's the setup like there? Yeah, typical greenhouse. So open span, you, yeah. you can just kind of see plants all over the place. Mm. So it's a, it's a great environment to work in. Yeah. But yeah, you, you've got plants pretty much on the ground. The houses would be our bin codes, mm. um, so to speak. So the teams go pull or set product in those areas based off of the timeline and their pick, pick list, and it moves out. So we do the same format, whether we're going to retail or going through e-com, and then it basically just depends on what's the logistics look like on the distribution end. Hmm. Very interesting. And uh, you mentioned in there too about kind of the the different growth stages, I guess. So, you know, it's like, I think called it a, a plug and then it gets to retail ready size and all those different things. I mean, wh- what happens in the case if, um, is there like a, a height limit or a, a size limit to a plant where like it's not good for retail anymore or does it, change into a, a different skew at a higher price point because it's a more established plant? How, do, how does that work? Really depends on the product. Great question. And and so for, for e-com, you know, we're, we're set to our dimensional weight. So there are okay. situations where something can potentially outgrow the packaging. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, that that's still good for retail for the most part. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of the time if it gets uh, too big, then we have a process where we will, you know, kind of dispose, recycle, mm-hmm. uh, may have, you know, compost, whatever is needed for that piece, uh, just to kind of keep things going. But, but definitely different, different pieces there, you know, just depends on where you're at and what time of season it is. Mm. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious about that in case like maybe a plant's in the bag of the shelf or something and it's just not getting picked and you know grows and takes over or something i I don't know but uh yeah yeah. that that's the beauty of working in the greenhouse is you're not working with regular shelving or bin codes where you Mm. you you know we're always working off of a of a of a production date so we're moving we're moving the the oldest out first and then we're filling that Mm. with the with the fresh product so constant rotation of product all the way through the system very interesting. So it was a very good kind of establishment of, I guess, FIFO in that sense, right? So first in, first out, and okay, they're very cool. And and so you mentioned in there a lot of the e-commerce side of things, and we talked a little bit about kind of the the overall distribution setup, and you know the I guess from uh, seed to seed to shelf, I guess we could call it uh, the process yep. there. And and so obviously you now have this this e-commerce business as well, which I think you had a hand in in developing as director of e-commerce operations. So. You know, developing e-commerce, obviously e-commerce is huge everywhere now, but shipping things to people's homes and through parcel, obviously a live plant can go through through a lot in that process. I mean, I would hate to be a package myself, to be honest, in a UPS truck, I would probably get pretty bruised. But, you know, <laughs> putting a plant through this process, I mean, what, what are some of the challenges in trying to figure out how to make this e-commerce business work so that, you know, your customers could get the same quality of a Bonnie plant that they they expect yeah we started developing this probably 10 years ago Mm. in all honesty so we we were partnering with a retailer to to find a way to execute this and you know this is one of those situations where when we started out figuring out the process of how do we even 
do this. We, we had shipped plants for photo shoots or whatnot as needed in small cases, but never really focused on a parcel project. So like, you know, it's funny to look back and, and look at all of the things that we learned, packing peanuts, using bamboo steaks, trays like you would use at a drive through you know, fast food restaurant to hold the product in place oh, okay. and yeah. all, all these different things. And not coming from a packaging engineer background, not coming from a warehousing background, I know live goods. Mm. Um, so it was really a lot of learning, a lot of testing and, and trial by fire. So we, we started developing a couple of different things and you really have to, you know, go through your ISTA testing, go through the drop testing and, and put the plant through um, really just unforeseen circumstances with the way that you drop it. So as you mentioned, like getting bruised on the, on the parcel truck, yeah. we, we put everything through those testing. So we, we have a really nice customized packaging that, that we use that is using a, a clamshell that's a PET. So it's 90% post-consumer waste. And then we've got, you know, kind of a heavy duty build on our boxes. So we use a, a certain ETC strength or ECT strength when mm-hmm. it comes to the packaging to kind of keep it from getting crushed or anything like that. So all of those different pieces play an important role. But the other, you know, caveat that we deal with, not only do we have to have a, a structurally sound package, we're fighting the elements. So mm-hmm. plants don't like really cold weather plants don't like really hot weather so having the packages be vented in a correct way and then all the different things that it takes to make sure that it gets there properly and then also just looking at where do we strategically put our fulfillment centers that we minimize the time that they're in uh, transit for the partial company and they're getting to the customer's door as fast as possible so there's a lot of variables in this when it comes to weather how it's handled you know you may have the best UPS or FedEx person mm-hmm. in the world. And then you may have the guy that just got started and, and the package got ran over the truck. You depend if it's having a bad day or not. So like it's, you really have to explain to people all the time. We talk about when they come in tours and, and see the packaging, like, how did you guys come up with this? Like we wanted to make it bulletproof. Yeah. That was our whole point in this. And, you know, even then it's not, it's not always never going to be perfect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I can imagine. And I can't say, I, I don't think I've ever ordered a, a plan through e-commerce but you know in that sense i mean it is the i guess when you guys came out with the e-commerce option for bonnie plants i mean did you see that there was really a, a big market for this and you see a lot of volume going through the e-commerce channel we'll be back after a quick break you hear a lot about supply chains these days because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So it was one of those things where, you know, I got some funny looks. I'll be mm. honest. There, there are people that, that have been around the company would, would come by the area that we started working. And we were launching this and doing testing and just like, what in the heck are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Nobody's going <laughs> to, you know, 
And and that was kind of the the talk track for for many people for several years. But being you know an online shopper myself and mm. and knowing what it's like, you know, there you, you have a couple of different subsets of people. You have people that buy everything online, mm-hmm. you have people that, that really use it for gifting. So I saw that there was opportunity. Then mm-hmm. you know th- this this was going to grow, but you didn't know how big it was going to grow. And so, you know, several years of kind of honing, 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 and developing what we had. Just when we thought we we were really onto something, yeah, COVID hit. Yeah, and and I I explained COVID as like this entire process was like being stranded on a desert island, and I'm trying to build my own little infrastructure. So like it's really cool being part of the, of the company like Bonnie that that has a huge footprint across the country. It's like starting your own small business within a corporation. And and that's essentially what I was doing. Yeah. And I, I use the comparison of being on this little private island and trying to create my infrastructure and do everything. And COVID hit and it was like the equivalent of a cruise ship docking and everybody getting off the boat going, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And we started to see, okay, we, we have some, we have some areas that we need to improve, which really, you know, not only did it escalate our business and everybody else's business online, it gave us an opportunity to really showcase what we have been building up to for the past, you know, eight years. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I, I can imagine that you guys saw, saw a pretty big spike with, with COVID because people were stuck at home and, you know, paying more attention to, I guess, what their house looks like and seeing that they could use some uh, vegetables and maybe plants and and thinking that like, oh, you know, maybe I could start a garden now that I'm at home, I got more free time. So so it's awesome that you guys were preparing for that. And, and it sounds like you, this uh, whole e-commerce thing was was your idea initially. Is that, is that what I'm getting here? I wouldn't say it was my idea. We, mm-hmm. we are our one of our former CEOs just, yeah. you know, basically said, we, we've got this request from a retailer. Okay. Can you figure out how to do this? And yeah. so I was kind of tasked mm-hmm. with the challenge of see if this can work and, and, you know, kind of led it through ever since then. So it's, it's been a, it's been a fun project. You know, it, this is one thing that I enjoy because you really our our, our, mission statement as a company is, you know, we want to provide plants that impact people's lives yeah. on a daily basis we really, this is the truest way of doing that because you never know who's getting that package. You don't know that if it's uh, a parent that's getting it for their kids to mm-hmm. garden, teach their kid where their food comes from and gardening for the first time. Yeah. And it's, it's a family, you know, outing. It's someone's, you know, mom or dad or aunt or uncle that lives on the a different coast mm-hmm. that they're sending a gift to of a happy mother's day or just a thanks for being there. Um, and the other piece is, you know, even elderly people that, that may be incapacitated in some way that they can't physically drive to the store. They may be yeah. in a nursing home. You're this may be the one thing that keeps them in touch with reality mm. is gardening. And that's their passion. And, and we're, we are facilitating that for them. So I tell our team all the time, you're not just putting plants in boxes that you, you are making an impact with what you're doing in, in the realm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's an amazing mindset to have, I think, because it is such a, I mean, I, say personally you know getting out in the garden is like a stress reliever for me i mean i get out there forget about everything else and so you know definitely you see you know the the customer experience being 
incredibly important depending on what the moment is in that that person's life you don't want them to have a a bad experience when they get that plant or plants that they ordered so so very good that you guys are are thinking in that way and i love that you're leading in that way as well so so you mentioned in there that you know the ceo kind of had had tasked you with this and i'm curious about kind of your your journey at at bonnie because i think i saw you've been there for like 22 years is that right yeah yep. so yep. and you, right. you started out as just a greenhouse laborer right and now you're a director of e-commerce operations and fulfillment so so definitely quite the career at bonnie so talk to us a little bit about you know how your career kind of i guess led up to that and how you got to where you are internally here yeah sure so I, i'm definitely a bonnie kid my father was with the company uh, he worked there for for over 40 years oh, okay. and so he had several different positions within the company. And when he was a station manager, so running one of these satellite locations, right. we relocated to West Virginia. And mm-hmm. I was becoming a teenager. And it was one of those things where, you know, if I wanted to have gas money and insurance for my vehicle, I was going to have to go to work. So <laughs> literally started at 15, sweeping the floor, doing the grunt work, loading trucks, unloading trucks, mm-hmm. you name it, any non-exciting job that you can think of <laughs> every day after school on the weekends. That's that's how it started. And then moved from kind of doing that work into being a, a helper, mm-hmm. which is an, a, kind of an assistant sales rep. You, you ride, learn the system and process and became a sales rep. So I worked a sales territory in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for around four years and had the opportunity to come back home to Alabama and take a role in the office as in the distribution uh, team. And, and that was basically working in the greenhouses, doing the inventories, doing the cycle counts, helping get the pick list together to go out and service pretty much 80% of Alabama, the Atlanta, Georgia market, and Panhandle, Florida. Mm. And so did that for three or four years, transition into being over our annual program nationally. So flowers for the country which was in a much smaller scope then. Mm. And then at that time, that was when this kind of request came through is like, you know, do this. And, and that, that role transitioned quickly into to taking over the e-com, you know, program as, as it was being created. Mm. Very interesting. So, so definitely uh, you uh, did a lot of growing, I guess we could say with Bonnie plants, right? Uh, throwing that little dad joke there. Um, but <laughs> um, so, you know, I have a lot of, uh, I teach as well, some supply chain students. So I, I'm curious, you know, what kind of advice do you have for maybe some students that are just coming out of school and want to have some advice in terms of, you know, being able to, to work through their roles and be able to get on different projects and develop kind of in the, the way that you, you did? I think being open-minded is mm. is probably the, the best thing that you can do coming out and, and getting into to any kind of business. I When I do interviews, it doesn't matter if I'm hiring in mm. a senior level manager or a entry-level associate. I, I tell them the same thing. And the, the two, two main rules that I go by is like, if you have an opportunity to better yourself, mm. let me know. I want to, I want to help you. And the, the second piece is, is I'm never going to ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself or I yeah. haven't already done. Yeah. And I try to make it a point with my teams that I even get out there with them mm-hmm. during peaks of the time of the year. If they're working 
they have to do an extra shift or a weekend. Like I try to make sure that I'm there with them to it. I think it pushes the ball a little further. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're coming in to a new career or, or, you know, internship, be open-minded, be willing to, to just jump in there. Even if you don't know what's going on, ask the questions, learn, the more you know about the business, the more valuable you are to the company. And I think that's a mindset that sometimes certain generations just don't take into account. It's like, right. I, I expect, and here's X, Y, and Z. I think just having a, a level of open-mindedness to, to get out there and get your hands dirty, uh, learn what's happening from the ground up is going to make you a lot more valuable associate for any company as you move up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. I mean, I think, you know, being able to do the job on the floor helps you to better understand everything as, as you start to grow. And I mean, and, you know, I try to stress that to students as, as much as possible and even employees that I hire that are that are young as well who want to, you know, work for uh, picking for a week and then they want to be a manager. And I'm like, no, you gotta, you gotta learn the stuff that's going on in it because, you know, I'm sure that you can attest to this. I mean, as you're now, you know, in a a higher level role, I mean, how much better do you think you understand changes that you want to make or processes and, and the way they work because you were able to actually work those processes yourself? Oh, it's, it's hundred percent. Like it, mm. it's critical to the operation to, to know what's going on. I mean, even now, you know, I, I was the person that packed the plants right. and, and, and I helped get us to where we are. But even now, like I pull our teams together and it's like, tell me what you're seeing that, that, that can improve what you're doing. I think you, you have to have, you know, take time with your teams to listen to, to what their feedback is. You know, not everything's going to be perfect, but there's, you know, at least having an open door, an open ear to, to understand maybe some things that they can find improvements because yeah. if that increases order throughput, if that, that, you know, efficiency, whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's checking a box on your, on your card. But, you know, I find myself whenever I go back to a warehouse or we'll do a work day or something with a team, it's like, Oh, wow. All right. This is, we can, we can tweak here. We can, you know, mm-hmm. adjust this there. And, and, and it, you know, really makes, uh, a lot of difference when you're looking at ROIs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've seen the same myself. So really appreciate you sharing that, that advice and, and your experience there. I think it's a lot, very helpful to a lot of people. So, so, you know, with Bonnie plants, we talked about how you guys kind of, you know, obviously old, old company, 104 years old, I think you said, and, you know, getting into e-commerce in the recent years and, you know, now with a lot of things going on, I mean, I think, kind of i guess spanning two industries in a sense in, in terms of the the fulfillment side and distribution side which there's a lot of technology going on there in terms of robotics but now on the agriculture side there's also a lot of robotics being introduced as well so so i'm curious on uh, bonnie plants perspective you know how are you guys kind of preparing for the future of fulfillment and maybe the future of agriculture in a sense as well are you looking at automation utilizing automation already we are actually, we, we okay. use automation in several different aspects. So from a production side, there, there are automatic transplanters that mm, can allow us to be much more effective and efficient when it comes to greenhouse automation. Uh, you have automated temperature controls, automated mm. irrigation. So all of these different, you know, levers that you can pull to help from an efficiency standpoint, which basically, you know, uh, in today's time, it allows you to take the associates that you have and put them to to production and allow get to more more effectively either 
uh, create or distribute, which whichever way you need it, however you need to pull the lever there. From a fulfillment standpoint, you know, we really have focused on designing uh, an operation that, you know, I think everybody kind of sets a goal is that they'd love to be able to, to have that Amazon style fulfillment center yeah. uh, on a budget. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what we're, you know, that's kind of what, what I'm looking to create. So, you know, our business is so much different than a hard line or mm. a dry good where we can't necessarily use the pick pack method of, you know, here it is, put it on a conveyor, let it go through a bagger and out to the truck it goes or use the robotic. Here's this bin, this product, whatever. Mm. So we have a, uh, a system we use is kind of like going to the supermarket. So, you know, your tomatoes are here, your peppers are here, your herbs are here. So our teams pick the orders by hand. So if you, you order a product from bonnieplants.com, then, you know, you're going and there's a team that's hand picking that, putting your order together, doing the packaging and creating that label. So there, there's no automation from that standpoint. So we, because everything has to be, it's really a white glove style service. Our team has right. to kind of touch every piece, inspect the plants, make sure they're watered, all the different things. But once that label is created, then we have the ability to start generating automation. So whether it be automated sensor conveyors that can, mm. you know, scan and track and, you know, use those, those resource codes to, okay, you need to go to the UPS trailer. You need to go to the FedEx trailer whatever that may be, but it, it reduces touches. So okay. our whole goal is once we put it in the package, we want to limit the number of touches that that product has because it has to go through that, that supply chain network. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes sense to keep the, the high touch point on the quality aspect there, because uh, like we talked about earlier, I mean, the customer experience for you guys is, is a, is a huge thing. And obviously dealing with live plants as well, you want to make sure that the right thing gets out there. And like you said, it's watered properly and everything so it can survive the journey, I guess, to its new uh, hole in the ground or its new home. Definitely uh, very interesting to to hear about the business and the operation and kind of how you've done things here. It's really uh, fascinating to, to find out how some of these things work behind the scenes as well. So Sid, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about Bonnie Plants and kind of your, your journey there and, and how you guys do things. So if people want to find out more information about bonnie plants how can they do that yeah so they can easily just go to bonnieplants.com that's that's our main website forefront uh, you can find us on pretty much any of the the you know media outlets or sources whether it be mm-hmm. linkedin or any of your social accounts there's a good presence there to kind of show behind the scenes of what's what's happening but yeah bonnieplants.com is the is the best source and and you can see exactly what we have coming to the table and pick up some plants and have them delivered to your house okay awesome and and what's your favorite uh vegetable i really like our hot peppers so you know okay. we we have got uh, a unique piece mm-hmm. when it comes to uh super hot peppers so if you've ever watched like the youtube show hot ones some of those okay. sauces yeah. we're partnered with a company that does that so we we have an exclusive line of uh super hot peppers for those that, that like to take the heat so those will be those will be coming out soon 
Oh, wow. Very cool. So we'll look out for that and, and definitely interested to learn more about Bonnie plants in the future. So Sid, I hope you stay connected and maybe have you on the show in the future as well. So thank you so much for your time again on the show today. We'll put more information about Bonnie plants at the new warehouse.com. Thank you, Sid. You've been listening to the new warehouse podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.